episode of the Faded Golf Podcast. John and I talk about Cooch. We play on the simulator, a little Beth Page Black. We get into uh, you know who we think uh, can beat Phil because I think anybody can beat Phil. Um, we touch on some equipment, and of course uh, we have a little Woodford uh, cocktail. See ya. I've got this one about two balls out to the right. I'm telling you, man, it's a speed putt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 15 of the Faded Golf Podcast. I'm Mark Julien here with, as always, John Falkenberg. How are we doing this evening, Mr. Falkenberg? It's a Friday. We're doing pretty good. Friday, yeah. So we uh, we kind of we're, we've gotten off a little bit schedule as it relates to, um, I guess, how we're trying to push these out, um, mainly because the holidays kind of threw us off. So last week we had kind of a late episode, I think, on a Thursday. This week, you know, we're just we're, we're grinding, we're businessmen too. So, um, ends up being a Friday night, which is great. We got a big, what, uh, probably three inches of snow coming tomorrow. I mean, everybody was just running to the grocery for I, bread and milk. I'm kind of liking the Friday night podcast because we could, we, we kind of got to hung, hang out a little bit. Yeah. We played, uh, play a little Beth Page Black on the simulator. So we enjoyed that. We had a couple drinks. A couple Ca- catch a little live view. We played uh, like half a hole. I think it's like a three minute on Instagram if you want to check that out. We've got a little, uh, um, I might post it again somewhere as well. That's that might only be up for twenty four hours. So, um, the shitties we're playing this golf course. I, I just could not imagine how we play it in real life. Um, I'm really optimistic about my game for this this coming year, based on how I'm playing the simulator right now. So uh, shitty golf, to be honest. I even I even so I, when I when I come to John's to to hit balls, I usually just borrow his clubs or whatever, and I'm like, yeah, I'll bring my own sticks, and I still sucked. It's Beth Page Black. It is Beth Page Black, and this is your simulator. So I guess the simulator. This simulator. This this. The, it's called the Golf Club. The software that we, that I have that we use, and it's it's really accurate. You've compared it to a couple other simulator softwares, and it's this is good. No, I do. I, I think the ball flight, the way it tracks it, I think it's pretty darn accurate. I think there's a few. And I think with any simulator, if you have a few extreme type of shots, you know, like big blocks, big pulls or something like that, it might make them appear a little bit more, you know, extreme than they are. But, but do you, do you whatever. imagine if I actually had, like, I'm just talking about the software, but if I actually had a better simulator, because my simulator is fine. It's a SkyTrack, and which is, I give a shout out to SkyTrack, you guys, what you've Could, done for golf simulation is incredible. For in affordability, because you can get a SkyTrack for a couple grand, maybe yeah. even less. What's and a tr- what's like a TrackMan in comparison? A brand new TrackMan's like twenty five, thirty thousand. Really, twenty five grand. Okay, I, I what see. So I'm, thank the next you for one the education up, there. the next one up from that that's that's good is a Foresight, the okay. ones that you like go to Golf Galaxy or PJ Superstore. Okay. But the thing with SkyTrack, what I'm so impressed with. Is their interaction with other so- with the software? Yeah, they're top notch, and they do the readings of the SkyTrack compared to like the other simulators. They're so close; I, I, they're not I, far off. I I think when we, when I first started coming over here, John, and and you were concerned that swing speeds were a little bit off, but they've continued to even improve over the last year as yeah. well. They've updated their software. And we feel, I mean, I feel like it's even more accurate than it was a year ago. 
So shout out Skytrack. I've had that. Yep. I've had that actual um, that hardware for Skytrack for going on three and a half years. I was gonna say it's over two years. Yeah, and, it, and they upgrade, but the golf club. Shout out to you guys too. You. <laughs> The the golf courses you guys keep putting on there, and I I mean it's basically it's like a member club, mm-hmm. so that so people go out there and build golf courses. Thank God there's guys that can do it because I can't I can't do it. It's pretty phenomenal. I mean, who I mean, built we're, this? We're we're playing literally Beth Page Black, and and it's just as hard as the real freaking course. So, um, what yeah. was it? Mark, is it the fifth hole? Mark Mark is not is this the fifth well. hole that we're on? That's like the hardest hole in freaking golf. Yeah, it is. So we're, we're both lucky if we double. I mean, this is this has to be the hardest hole in golf I've ever seen. Bunkers upon bunkers and it's, do- it's, within a dog leg. This is and, and this is playing from the member tees is four eighty, par four. And you have to clear a bunker on the left. That, and the bunker clear is probably two fifty, two sixty to clear the bunker. And then by the way, so the the whole dog leg's right, but then cuts back to the left. So if you go through the dog leg to the left, you're blocked out by trees because you can't attack the freaking pin. So it's it's so if you the hardest a, hole in golf. If you had a good drive, let's say you know for somebody that is, let's say we had two seventy, two seventy five. Yeah, we had a good drive yep. for us. You're still two twenty out uphill. Two twenty out uphill with a where you got to hook it around the damn trees. And you have to clear a bunker on both sides. Oh yeah, and by yeah by the way the, the uh, green. The green is guarded by three bunkers all around it. So, yeah, you're pretty much hosed. Um, yeah, you can't go long. You can't go short left. You can't go short right. Good luck. With, with, a, with, a, with a hybrid in your hand <laughs> coming in. Public golf course. Public golf course. We're going to do it one of these days. It's going to be fun. Um, our typical agenda, we go pro golf. We go equipment. And then we, uh, we have a topic of the week. So going to pro golf. What... Love, Did we even I talked about the what, what's we didn't. We haven't talked about the Hawaiian, the Coocher. Um, uh, love that Cooch is kind of hot right now. Um, I don't think he's like my favorite golfer in the world, but he's got one of these kind of homemade looking swings, and I just I, I appreciate that. shit. So, what do you um, I was listening to no laying up guys, mm-hmm. um, and did you hear about um, did you hear about the uh, when Kucher won in Mycoba last year, <laughs> did you hear about the caddy issue with the payment? So I I don't I don't know it? what I don't know what to believe. Do you did you hear? So they, so the the what 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 is reported? Three grand is what's is heard. he paid? He won whatever one point two million dollars one point two and paid his caddy three grand. Three grand because it wasn't his caddy. He, it, he, did, he said it wasn't three grand though. He he came out. He said it's it wasn't three grand. Yes, it wasn't ten percent. We made an agreement up front. It wasn't a typical caddy fee because it wasn't his caddy. He it won, was what it was. It was a guy. It was a local guy he, in from Mexico. He won by one shot. Yep. So if that guy helped you with one shot in four rounds. And if second place makes you six seven hundred thousand dollars, six hundred thousand, so six hundred thousand less. I, I I just don't know how you don't pay that guy at least at least sixty seventy thousand dollars. That's five percent. Uh, I, I here here's the deal. I'm not a tour guy. 
I've never been on tour. I've never paid a caddy. Um, that but that has bones. Kinda, that has nothing to do with. But it. no, no. But here, here's where I'm where I'm going to go with this. So last week when he wins, uh, Bones, they're they're talking to Bones about him and how what kind of a player he is, and he's like, Kucher is an assassin, and I'm like. Did Bones just say that Kucher is an assassin? So then this whole story comes out about, you know, where they kind of rehash this story about how he paid. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe Kucher is an assassin, but on a totally different level. He's just, he doesn't give a fuck about anybody. He's just out there to do his freaking thing. Well, he's got a bit of a, I didn't know this. I always looked at Kucher as like, he has this, persona this image he kind of projects is like the super nice yeah nice guy like, doesn't curse whatever go shuck you know all yeah. shucks oh gosh guy. yeah but there's been grumblings that he's a little cheap but i don't i don't know i can't confirm any of that i like him i like matt i, I here's the i i, like I judge him. i judge most of these tour guys i do i judge most of these tour guys on how they play the game there's there's very few guys that off the course or whatever their demeanor is that you have additional judgment for because they actually report on that. Uh, Tiger's like the only guy we know that is a total dipshit off the course as it relates to women. Here's right? the thing. Uh, and I but guess wa- what? Everybody still overlooks that shit. It, it, but here's the thing. I'm not, since I don't know what he paid him yeah. and what they agreed to, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give an opinion on one way or another. I got all, no judgment. All I know is that I I do not like his golf swing. I like Matt. <laughs> I've got the. You don't other, like that little pull uh, pull cut? It's just. It, I just. It makes me uncomfortable. Way he like kind of hovers it like right before. It, I, I just. I don't it just know. comes over the top and pushes. I mean, it's 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 a it's a little slice. It's basically what it is. He is a just a really good athlete. And we were talking no, he's a little worked, bit earlier, off air. Do you know his that hand-eye coordination is off the charts? He didn't even take the game seriously till sixteen. Yeah, his hand-eye coordination is off the charts. He didn't take it seriously till his freaking teenage years, like middle of high school. Wasn't he like really big into baseball? Right? I can't remember what, but I, I do know that. You know, it was one of these. Things. He's not one of these prodigy golfers that came up as a little kid. Like he's no Justin Thomas that came up playing. You know, from since he's been two. And then how many, how many tournaments he's won? Twelve. It might be sub sub ten actually. Yeah. Um, uh, I'd have to look back at that. They were God. They were talking about that, but um, I'll have to look up a stat there. I'll find out. Um, but yeah, no. Hey, I like Cooch generally speaking. So uh, unfortunately, he's had the controversy. It's just too bad. Um, so you know, with us doing a, a show on Friday, we have um. We've got obviously a tournament going on in California that we've seen a little snippet of. Phil goes and shoots twelve under Thursday round. the The bigger story to me is that that's awesome. You know, fifty nine hunt. He's on a par seventy two course. Shoots twelve under. Everybody talks about shooting fifty nine. A lot of these fifty nines we see are on not par seventy two courses. So I think twelve under is phenomenal. But the bigger story to me is. Kind of what we were talking about last week, John, in that he shoots 12 under, then he shoots four under today, and he still only has a two-shot lead because these guys are so freaking good out there. And I, I'm, who's the guy in second place? It's it's nobody in second place, by the way. It is nobody. Cooch, by the way, has nine on the tour, PGA Tour, one off, uh, 
PGA Tour of Australia, one on the web.com, and four on other. Okay. So, I mean, you're right. He's sub 10 on PGA. Okay. I thought it was somewhere around there. So, uh, who's three, number two right now to, uh, to Phil? Phil. Who is it? Curtis Luck of Perth, Australia. Who the I've heard, fuck I've heard of him. is Curtis Luck? And you know who's right behind him? Who who are we talking about last week that was like the who the fuck knows who this is? Putnam? Adam Hadwin was up in this shit last week, if I remember. Canadian. And we were like, who the hell's Adam Hadwin? I mean, I think I've heard of his name. Steve Marino? Is it Steve Marino? Steve Marino? He's in third right now. Steve Marino might be fucking. Was he? He's 38. 38. Steve Marino's only 38. Yeah, he was born in 1980. Wow. Not Dan Marino, Steve Marino. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen him. I thought he'd played forever. John Rahm's in the hunt. He's 12 under. Few back. Should be an interesting weekend. Sean O'Hare's actually in the hunt. That's weird. Um, but I, I, my point is, is that Phil Mickelson goes out, shoots the right round of his life. He only has a two-shot lead going into Saturday. Um, anybody can freaking win these things because I don't care if you're what country you're from or whoever it is. There's too many good players on tour right now. It's Phil. Phil more than likely will not win this tournament after shooting 12 under on fucking Thursday. What do you think? What What's the chances? A uh, 50-50. Well, 50-50 is good. Yeah, for, but it's, it's Phil. I mean, but one of these one of these kids is going to freaking come in there and... I mean, he's... He can put up a... He, Phil is getting to the point, like, his age... Like that might actually be too aggressive. It might be more like... I think it's 30%, maybe 25. I was going to say 20, 20, 20 to 30, yep. He's, you know, what is he, 47? Yeah. No spring chicken. So he's 47. He can put up a good round, but then his body just... He could get tired tomorrow. Who knows? That's it. He's going to have to grind. That's the problem, too. You start. He's got too many demons in his head now, too. That's my issue with Tiger right now. Too many freaking demons. Bet, you've always just talked about Phil. Just like, do you like Phil? Is he your guy? He's okay. Not your guy? Nah. Who's I mean, I appre- Who I, is your guy? I appreciate Phil's short game. Who is Mark's guy? God, you know, here's the thing. I've never had a guy. I know. I've never had a guy. Um, I think I've always appreciated whoever's hot. I like the underdogs. Who do you like, though? Right now, I like DeChambeau right now. I don't know why. I like DeChambeau. I think his swing is freaking weird. And I think his, but I think his, like, thoughts on the game is just so interesting to me. And he's a good guy. I think so too. He's a, good he's a smart dude. guy. Like he just, he's good with the kids. Like he That's just a pre, like. you know that kind of stuff. Like I mean, like what did I, I read a story about. Um, you see that letter that was written. Yes, that was it. It was the letter that you know he just gave the kid the time of day and what. Uh, it's like, man, that's what it's about, man. Absolutely, and, and the fact that he gets at that younger age. Well, what's kind of cool, and I think Rick kind of Ricky kind of lucked into this a little bit too, probably because. He came in a little bit younger with the shaggy hair and shit like that, but he realized really fast that like it was going to be about his brand and how he was perceived by everybody else, which was just as important as his play. And I think Bryson has quickly embraced that as well, that it not only is it about his play, but it's also about how he's perceived by everybody else. 
Whereas so many of these guys get very introverted and focused on their game that they think it's just all about their play. It's like, dude, you can make some money with a brand as well and being the guy that people like. You can. I, you know, I haven't really thought about it because these guys, I'm already thinking like they're so financially secure when they come to Bryson DeChambeau level. Yeah. And he, and Bryson DeChambeau, he's so new to the game, but he's already, what he went, did we say five times last year? Yeah, he's won five times. But he's positioned himself to get endorsements for years to come. You think about like a Jason. You think he's worried about money? No. No. But you look. I look at a guy very similar to Bryson. Okay. Well, not in the same way he plays, but where he was, he had a little run for a year, and and he he got some attention to him. And gosh, what has he done with it, Duffner? Okay. So you look at a Duffner, interesting, kind of charismatic, funny guy. He goes and wins a PGA, and he's competitive in a bunch of things, and like Duffner's not charismatic. No, he's funny. He's funny. He's funny. All right, charismatic's not the right word. But he's funny. He could have he could have milked this thing that he had going and it, it fell apart. And it could have been because of the stupid wife that he had and whatever else that fucking broke him down. I have no idea. But I'm just that was a guy, I tell you what, I could have hung my hat on freaking Duffner if he would have kept it going. Duff. I love his attitude, I love his swagger. The if dude we, just walks down he... the way he walks down the fairway. I'm like I want to walk down the fairway like hey, fucking Duffner. I haven't heard him be interviewed by anybody. Dude, we're going to get Duff on the show. I want to get Duff on the show. That'd be phenomenal. Duff. Dude, uh, you want to talk about a guy? If I had a guy, Duffner. Allison and I followed. So we went down to the PGA at um, in Louisville at Valhalla. And uh, we followed him for like 10 holes until his back went out and he freaking had to drop out of the tournament, which sucked. You saw him drop out? Yeah, we walked. We saw him walk off the damn course. But we followed him for nine holes because he was just. I was just. I loved watching him at the golf ball, and like he just has this swagger. I'm like, this is awesome. I'm, we're we're hanging out with Duffner for the day. I think he was playing with Jason Day too, so it was a cool pairing. But you know, I was like, this is great. Um, but it ended up, you know, too bad he had to quit. But like, I wish Duff could. I wish Duff all the best. Let's get him on the show. Duff, Duff Daddy. I, I... <laughs> Anybody who knows Jason Duffner that listens to this shit, man. Hook it up. Let's um, make it happen. I, I could. I that, would, that would that would be like our Tiger Woods. I think we could get Duffner on the show. What was that thing like he would do? What was it called? Like, like, like a waggle? No, he did that. Like they called it like a certain thing. He would sit there, like he was sitting down. <laughs> they call it like Duffnering or Duffing or Duffnering. Uh, what was when it? he was like when he was like in that. Like school or something, yeah. he was like up against the wall. Yeah, I've got that? I've got an old Instagram photo of me doing that one year on on spring What's break. What's it called? I don't even remember. Duff, come on, but, dude, you're our guy. You could be the new face of the show. But I think he's he's the guy, or, I dude. Let's he, get let's get let's just freaking. But I want to see Duff. Out your I want to see Duff start showing back up. Dude, the guy's got game, and he, he does. You know what? He's got a great putting stroke. He's one of my. You want you want to talk about a guy who makes a great. Frickin' roll of the ball. Dude, Duffner putts. Phenomenal. Phenomenal putter. Okay. I agree. Sidebar. I agree. I agree with that to a point. But the best thing about Duff, like when I saw his, he was like, he almost reminded me of like a robot, the way he'd swing at a golf ball. Do you know, by the way, he, play, he plays a fade. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's another reason I like. Yeah, but he knows how to play a draw. Well, he can, but man, the dude loves plays fade. Duff Daddy plays a fade. That's that's his that's his ball flight of choice. Yes, fade. We got to get him on faded. DJ is the uh, he's the ultimate faded golfer for. Well, he converted to a fade though, but he's faded in so many other ways. I love DJ too, though. Um, I really do. Some people are not a lover. I just like the way he just goes about it. Think about. But you also love Spieth, so I, I, I give you. I'll, I'll. If you don't like Spieth, you're just a bad human. Apparently, I'm a bad human. He does whine. Whiny bitch. He does whine, but so what? He, he just wants his, to be. His good. game like, isn't that interesting. He makes some great putts, but bullshit. not lately. Shit. If he's in it, if he is in it in any tournament, people are watching more. There's stati- I get if we get, we need to find somebody. If there's anybody out there, I'd rather watch Roars. No, if there's anybody, I'd rather out, watch Roars. Hold on, if there's anybody out there that can pull statistics on if Spieth is in the hunt in a tournament, if there's more viewers, I will bet you any amount of money. Whatever, that more people watch. Great, not me. Who roars? What are you talking about? I watch Rory. Freaking McElroy. I love Rory. Dude, more people are gonna watch McElroy than fucking Spieth. I guarantee that. No. Internationally, no. not in the States, though. Yeah, whatever. No. We'll see. Maybe over more he's more on the PGA maybe, now. Maybe over leg golf. Leg golf. Um all right. Spieth got rocked. <laughs> yes, he did. Um, on to equipment. For the week, um, so John and I are—we're going to attempt. Um, I don't know if we're going to be able to pull it off because we have a huge snowstorm coming in tomorrow. We're going to attempt to go to the PGA show here in Indy, maybe Sunday. Not sure, but doesn't sound like it's going to happen. We'll see. Uh, you may get some equipment news on us next week. The only thing we have um, that we'll probably mention this week is that. Uh, We've seen images of the new Mizuno driver that's coming out. We, we are, we're we not deep enough in the podcast and social media world for them to send us this shit to review, but maybe someday they will. Um, but I think the new Mizuno driver is interesting. Um, but the uh, the other thing that I think is kind of... I, it's definitely just a marketing angle, and I don't know if you have this, but like, so Titleist goes with a black finish on AP2s and AP3s. I like, I like it. Definitely a marketing angle because they're they're obviously not upgrading their equipment. What do you think about this kind of like mid-model just add-on? It's just a market gimmick, but right. I like it. Yeah. It's like a black matte finish. I mean, there's going to be plenty of people that will still buy them. But they're good clubs. I mean, I have them. I know you do. That's why I'm like if you let's put it this way, if you um Let's say your clubs were just worn to shit and you were done with them because you've had them too long and you were due for another set and you just loved them to pieces. Would you go buy the chrome or the black ones if you were like in the market this year? Black. And that was, you were insistent. You'd do the black? Yeah. All right. I like color, but I'm, I'm a Mizuno guy. I mean, we saw those. No, I'm just, those black Hogan's did look freaking nice. I know. I'm just like, Switching subjects like really quick, but I'm a Mizuna guy. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna eventually make switch because I, I had two clubs before that, and you you had Mizunos. Yep, thirties. They're awesome. 
60s, MP60s. They're like the, the original... They're like kind of like the craft beer of golf clubs. Dude, I love my MP60s. I still hit them up at the the lake. I mean, great. They just they have all different varieties. I still love the t- um I th- I want to figure out how I can make a switch to the tours. I just I know I'll, I want to do it the right way this time and get fitted like what you're talking about like go get properly fitted for the shafts and then do it in your most needed parts your game first mm-hmm. like your driver you you have big needs there you think <laughs> i'm 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 plus four through uh four holes on beth page black it's pretty awesome right now where am i at you're even even but i would probably double that hole right there though uh, well yeah we'll see how it goes <clears throat> yeah and it's probably due to your driver Dude, my driver's shit. I talk, dude, I drive the ball like a dickhead. That is just. <laughs> last week, I, I, so I listened to the show last week, by the way, as I say dickhead. Um, I dropped the F-bomb on this freaking show so much. I'm sorry, people. Like, I need to curb that a little bit. I'm, I, I don't remember that. I didn't remember it until I listened to the dang show, and I'm like, wow, I think I need to reel that in a little we bit. We weren't even drunk. No. So anyway, I apologize. I know we've marked this show I, as explicit. Did I drop a lot of F-bombs? No, I, it was just me. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to try to, I'm trying to reel it in a little bit. Not, up. Not, I don't mind dropping one like to really emphasize stuff, but gosh, I was, I was all in on the, the F-bombs. It was bad. Life balance. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> So um, I guess uh, we're, we're going to kind of cut this show uh, a little bit short this week. We It's winter, and unfortunately, we just don't have a whole lot of golf. We do have, as we've alluded to, um, we have some guests in the works, and we, we were just talking about Duffner. I'll preface a little bit. Next Wednesday, I'll be playing Isleworth in Orlando. Mm-hmm. So we can talk about that when I get back. I have no idea what it's going to be about. Yep. Do you know anything about Isleworth? No, I don't know a damn thing. Has any PGA events been there? I, I have no idea. So it should be like Nona. in Orlando, right? I yeah. think there's Lake Nona and, Le- and Isleworth. Like, so I'm looking forward to that. I, I mean, I, I think any time you can get away and golf, we were talking a little bit earlier tonight, I'm headed to Cabo um, in a few weeks, and you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out... When are you, you know, going to Cabo, I, by the way? Uh, first week of February, so... You know, trying to figure out, you know, where can I play there? Where can I get a little golf in? Where can I maybe post a few pictures and some live video or something like that? So, um, I, you know, to me, like, if you can share a few shots, obviously, of Isleworth, I'll, I'll share a few shots um, out, uh, out at Cabo as well. And then you and I are going to be traveling to uh, the Dominican. We're going to play a little golf out there upcoming. Um, you, on, you know what, so. Mark? Topic of the week of this week is going to be – no topic. No, I don't. we just had some general conversation, and this is why we started this this whole podcast. And uh, I hope you all appreciate it. Um, we we just kind of wanted to throw out a few thoughts on golf for the week. Doesn't have to always go for forty five minutes. We don't always have to have a guest. We are going to have a few guests though co- upcoming. Um, I think we've got we've got a cool um, uh, industry kind of manufacturer that uh, has agreed. To, to get be on the show at some point. I think that'll be awesome. Um, not a club manufacturer, but 
kind of a custom head cover manufacturer, uh, owner of a company there. So I think that'll be kind of cool. Um, and, uh, we've got some local other, you know, kind of local guys we know here that, that either are golf coaches or pros or, you know, obviously buddies and friends I mean, of the show. So I guess, you know, a small topic is just like in our off season, we're just, you kind of alluded to a little bit off air, Mark, is, you know, what we're doing for the high school golf team. Yep. It's it's boring stuff. And that's what we do in Indiana. We do boring stuff in the off season <laughs> for golf. And, you know, we're we're going to workouts a couple times a week. But the, that used to not happen for golf. Like, did you do that? Did you work out in the off season? For the first, like, I, I the only, and I wouldn't even call it workout, but I remember, like, my, my um, probably my junior year, my coach was like, hey, we're going to start running the hallways at the school <laughs> in, like, February, you know, like, as if that was going to do something for us. And we literally would, like, like, the week before tryouts or the two weeks before tryouts, we would, like, run the hallways at after school, you know, like, as if that was going to, like, build up our stamina or something like that and get us in golf shape. But, no, nothing serious at all. Ours is, I mean, it's it's very regimented. We do. Is it VJ esque, where you're like taking sticks and beating it into heavy bags and stuff like that? Or right. Do, have you seen any of this shit that VJ's doing? I mean, so I I really yeah I have, but I I don't know what extent. So like last night, we did nine workouts, took an hour and fifteen minutes straight, and like so like one workout is, you know, twenty push ups that are close grip and then and then you do 20 push-ups that are like the nose and then you do 20 burpees mm. and then we do plate like take a like a 35 pound weight and you do uh squats and then we do air squats and then we do like uh uh med ball slams medicine ball mm-hmm. um and there was nine different workouts so it's Dude, you guys are hustling, man. Like, hustling, but it's dude, like it, it's not like CrossFit. Oh yeah, it but really. It, but is. it's a. Dude, I'm telling you, golf is treated so much more like a sport now than it is a hobby. It's awesome. I love it. Well, because the game of what it's being transformed. Like I always allude, no laying up, guys, because I love them. I think they're the, what they do and what they talk about. Their topics are awesome, but but what the sport is is going into, mm-hmm. and like, hey, you know, the what American golf is turning into it's it's long and far and like hit it farther it and yeah get me get me away and mark we saw what that did to them in the Ryder cup and it it made a difference of yeah. how the game was played absolutely but that's a whole different topic it but, is we'll 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 but we'll get back into that another time but it, it's really interesting of how like you the whole thinking now like for, I think, high school and collegiate golf, and the feeling I get, and just as new as as I'm into as coaching, is that it's about hitting the ball far. No, it really is. No, it's about how to, how can I get a wedge in my hand or a shorter club in my hand for sure, hundred percent all day. Because we all know that we can hit it closer when we get shorter clubs in our. Are we hands, working so. out to like work our putting stroke better? We should be. No, we should be exactly. <laughs> no, you're right. But we're not in the off season. What am I? No. When I was like, I was looking at it, like, what are we doing for a putting stroke? Hmm. Well, I got the mirror down. You know, I bought the putting green. So, what'd you do? Anything? Nothing no. yet. No. You got the ball return putter thing here. That's no. pretty cool. 
Um, quick before we, you know what we're gonna do this year, Mark? We're gonna we're gonna take stats this year on how much better of a putter I am than you. Strokes, strokes gained putting. Okay. Strokes gained. Can we do it driving if we get in the fairway? How about strokes lost with penalties? No, that's not a real stroke. (laughs) This garbage. No, we're gonna do strokes. Penalty strokes lost. How do we do it? So I'm dead serious. If I tracked, if I tracked penalty strokes lost, I might cry. Because I'm that shitty of a driver of the golf ball. No, we're going to really track this. We're going to compare you and I this year. Seriously, that'd be fun. Do we have to get the clubs with like the thing on the end where you like tap it to your fucking watch know. or something? I don't know. We just have to keep it. We're not... I All mean, right. you and I, we don't play... I mean, you played what? 30, 35? 30, 30, 35 rounds. Yeah, I sure. played 47, 48, mm-hmm. which I thought was a lot for me. Dude, any, anything over once a week is a lot. So. so we're going to keep track. Let's do that this year. All right. We'll figure that out. We'll have to figure out how we track it. Numbers are always the tell the truth and then all the shit talking crap you need to put to side. I, I like talking shit. I know. But it's all good. All right. Well, we, um, tried, we tried a new booze this week. We did. Let's uh, one, Before we go into the booze for the week, a uh, quick shout out. Club Pro Guy, we've given him plenty of shout outs before. Um, and I don't know if you listen or not, or whether or not you give a care you care or not. But he did listen to one tweet that we had um, last week, and uh, appreciate the bet. So um, CPG's out of Kansas City. We're here based out of Indianapolis. There was a this football game, NFL Colts, Chefs, and CPG took us up on a on a bet hat for a hat. So faded golf hat. To one of his whatever the hell he would have sent us. I don't know. He's got so many different hats. Um, unfortunately, our, our Colts lost here. So uh, he's uh, hats in the mail. CPG, you should get it next week. Uh, appreciate you playing along. Little bet. We hope we can have some more interactions or uh, bets in the future. So shout out CPG. CPG. Uh, lastly, we we were uh, we've been sipping and. Uh, we have got John uh, because he's a he's a traveling businessman. He headed down to uh, Kentucky, which was awesome. I was down in Lexington. Um, he went down to the to the Woodford Distillery. Yes, very and, interesting place. Um, John was able to acquire it's a three hundred seventy five milliliter little bottle here. Nothing. Yeah, layman terms. This is like the one that they keep behind the counter at the store. Because you can't they don't, get it anywhere else. They don't want you to pocket it. But um, this is a barrel-finished rye. Uh, bottling date spring of 2018. Intense wood spice dominant this unique rye whiskey style. Um, it uh, starts in a standard new oak, and then it's finished in a heavy toasted new oak. Uh, very unique um, and rare that you can only get at the distillery, correct? That's it. So um, it's a this beautiful rye whiskey. We we first sampled it in what what we like our little kind of old fashioned concoction, right? So we've got a little bitters, some oranges, and a little sugar in there. And um, I, one of the probably better, if not best, old fashions I've had in a long time. It was really good, but um, you're a bit, uh, old fashioned. Traditional is with a rye, correct? 
So you're going to get that sweeter. You're going to get that, you know, kind of smoother taste. And um, I sampled it again just kind of on the rocks. And, man, you know, we did Blanton's last week. And one thing I really like about Blanton's is it just doesn't have that kind of like alcohol bite kind of to it and doesn't hit you real hard. I felt the same way with this rye here. Really? Wow. And um, it still had a little bit um, of a bite to it. But, I mean, I think with a little bit of water on the rocks, even neat. Honestly, I feel almost bad putting this thing on ice. I I think it's, it's almost one of those things you could just drink neat and be happy with. Shout out to Woodford for that. I mean, that rye right there, and I think I bought you a pint as well, but it's not going to exist anymore next year. Yep. We won't get that again. Nope. I mean, I think what's cool about what we're continuing to see with the evolution of all these distilleries and bourbons and things like that is that uh, there's some unique batches that um, these groups are putting together that um, sometimes can be really, really expensive or they're sm- they're bottled in small batches and uh, I think that makes it fun. You know, I mean, the rareness of Pappy Van Winkle, I think, is really kind of just Have you kind had of that before? I've, I've had it one time. Is it good? Um, I can't remember what year it was. It might have been like a 17-year-old Pappy. Was it really good? Um, you know, what was funny, so this is really, this is interesting, kind of an interesting story, and I don't want to, to, to drag it on too long, but this was probably 14, 15 years ago. Steiner was actually with me. Steiner. Okay. So I'm with Steiner and Daru, a couple of Keisha brethren. And um, uh, I think Daru buys it for Steiner for his birthday. He finds it at a shop, like locally, like on the shelf. This was like pre-impossible to get Pappy. And we're drinking this stuff before we go out to the bars in Broad Ripple. This is, hey, this is back in like my 20s, right? And we are thinking this stuff is totally overrated and it's absolute shit. I would love to try to sample whatever the hell I had 15, 14, 15 years ago again today and with a different palette and a different mindset on it. I have no idea if it was good or bad. Um, A lot of people that I've talked to think it's overrated. I did have a little bit of Pappy, not a lot, probably about three or four summers ago. Um, Neighbor of mine had some and he, he, we were doing like a progressive dinner um with the, in the kind of the neighborhood and he had like a, a bourbon sampling at his house and one of those was a pappy real small little sampling and i in comparison to whatever else he had i didn't necessarily think it was superior but that's i think that's a little bit of problem with bourbon and whiskey you don't notice a massive difference scotch you do sure tequila you do dude the tequilas we've been drinking lately Gin blow my mind. Gin you don't. By the way, Michael Hart is all over the Clasa Azul. <laughs> he is. So he goes out skiing with the Johnny. Uh, what a couple weeks ago, week you ago. You say the Johnny? The, yeah, the Johnny. And <laughs> <laughs> so they're out skiing, and Johnny brings a flask of this, you know, the Reposado with him. And he's he's letting Michael hit off this thing. He's like, "What is this? This is amazing!" Because he'd seen the bottle at my house, and he saw, and we'd brought you know a bottle up to the lake, but he never tried it because he's on this stupid fucking diet that he doesn't drink on Fridays and barely drinks on even Saturdays. 
And so he's trying this on this ski trip, and he's like, so next thing you know... Who the fuck doesn't drink on Fridays? Right. So the next thing you know, he's sending me a picture that he bought this shit by the last way, week. By the way, it was just Friday one minute ago. Now it's Saturday. Yeah, I know. It's great. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And um, So there you go. Uh, <laughs> there's our liquor conversation for the week. We clearly have uh, we've gone full circle. We, we love our tequila. We love our bourbon. Um, and we've, we're drinking some Steve's. Woodford, or, if you can get to the Woodford distillery... Yeah. Kick ass. Yep, kick ass. Uh, and drink some Steves on the side. If you know what Steves are, then you haven't listened to enough to <laughs> to enough shows. And you, I don't think you've explained what Steve is. Have we not? No. All right. So hey, you know what? We're gonna leave everybody hanging. That's the that's the cliffhanger we're gonna leave you with, and we will explain Steve on the next show. Thanks everybody for listening. Go out, uh, hit more greens. You'll score better. That is uh, when the weather breaks. Or if you're in Florida or playing somewhere warm. See ya. Faded.